Welcome to the Seniorology Podcast with your host, me, Leslie Kerrigan, creator of Seniorology and Conference 12. Seniorology is the study of high school senior photography, and this podcast will walk you through all the aspects of running a successful senior portrait business. So whether you've been a senior photographer for a while, or you're just getting started in the senior portrait business, the Seniorology Podcast is your resource for all things senior photography related. Leslie here with another episode of the Seniorology Podcast. You are listening to episode 15, five mistakes you're making on your senior photography website and how to fix them. To tell us these mistakes and to let us know how we can fix them, we have a special guest, Elizabeth McCravey. Elizabeth is a website and brand designer in Nashville, Tennessee, who mixes marketing strategy, personality galore, and tons of fun into the brands and websites she builds. Elizabeth is the host of her own podcast called the Breakthrough Brand Podcast, where she shares how to stand out online design success from inside out, and create a breakthrough business. I'm so excited to have Elizabeth as a guest today. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hey, thank you so much, Leslie. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. I have to say the part of your bio that said personality galore, I want you to know that that is actually the very reason that I connected with you and wanted one of your templates because I felt like, oh my gosh, she's got such a fun, cute personality. And you definitely can see that in all the stuff that you do. Oh oh my gosh. I love that. Yes. And I'm all about that with websites though, too, of how you should really show your personality and you got a great template too for doing that. So I know I'm excited. Um, Okay. So let's get started with you telling us, you know, who you are. I know I went through your bio a little bit, but tell us a little bit more about who you are and where you're from and your journey to web designing. Yeah. So I'm Elizabeth, like you said, and I'm a website designer in Nashville where your conference 12 is hosted. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's such a great town. Yes. And I run a design business under my own name where I do custom branding and website design. And then I also sell show it five website templates. So that's the, that's the short version. Um, in a little bit, of my background. So I got into website design through studying uh, design in college. I had a digital media degree, which was a combo, very strange combo major of like computer science, graphic design and marketing. And in college, I got to get a lot of real world experience um, as a designer through freelancing, a really great internship. And as a kid, I always had so much interest in the design world. Like when I was real little, I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then and then in um, middle school and high school, my sister and I ran a little MySpace shop where we designed themes for other teenagers' MySpace. It's funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it feels so funny because now I like actually do sell website themes like as a living. So it's, it's funny to look back on. Um, but yeah, when I, short version, when I graduated college, I was like so ready to rock the corporate world and I got married and I moved to Nashville and started my first job in a corporate advertising position and I really hated it, which felt horrible um, to feel miserable in the job. And I struggled with wondering, 
Am I cut out to have a real job? Like why, why else would I hate it so much? Like what's wrong with me? Why does everyone else like their job? And I hate it. And then I kind of had people telling me, you know, you're not supposed to like your job. You'll get used to not liking it. Oh, and gosh. yeah. And then I'm like, well, that's not, that's not really what, um, what I'm after. Cause you spent so much of your life working. So I wonder, right. Really- yeah, I have a job I loved. And I was slowly building up a freelance business, even in that job without even realizing it just because I took on a lot of freelance design projects. And then that corporate job offered me a longer term contract that I had to make a decision on. And instead of taking it, I put in 30 days notice and I ended up leaving that day um, oh, wow. unemployed. Yeah. And it was, um, you had recently graduated college, newly married, living in the expensive place of Nashville yeah, after right. from a small town. So like had no savings, lots of student loan debt and all that. And so it, it was not the ideal time to start a business. Um, it was more so like I need to go find another job. And during that time, I kind of decided I'm not going to start a business. I'm going to hold off on this, um, even though I kind of was always in the back of my mind. And I did nannying, dog sitting. I went back to teaching yoga. I taught yoga in college. So it was like a good um, thing to to jump back into. And uh-huh. during that time, through a total God thing, I ended up landing one big local design client as a freelancer and then one national design client and oh, wow. no business in place. Um, and through those projects, I ended up uh, deciding to like make it an official business. And it really does feel like my business kind of started without me in that sense that like I was you know, freelancing, but not planning to do anything. I'm sure so many photographers can relate to that experience of it being like a major side hustle that turns into something bigger. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say is it's such an inspirational story because I know a lot of photographers out there are working a full-time job that they probably don't like and are scared to make that leap into photography full-time. So, um, such an inspiration to all those listening out there that, you know, it can happen and it can work and it can be great and you can love it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was scary and fun and a lot of work, but totally worth it. And I really am grateful that I get to do something I really love now. So yeah, it sounds like it was meant to be for you. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Um, Okay. So tell us how important do you think a website's design is specifically to the teen high school senior market? Okay. Yes. I love this question. So To start, I would say like a website in general is important to any business type. I know a lot of people can get hung up on like, oh, I have Instagram and I do well on Instagram or well on Facebook. Like, why do I really need a website or why do I even need to like have that great of a website? But when you're not putting effort into your website, you could seriously be missing out on clients because people make a fast decision about whether or not they should trust your business, whether or not you're good at what you're doing based on your website. And for senior photography specifically, I mean, this is true of my business as well, but your website is like your storefront because most likely, you know, you don't have a physical location that people are coming to and they're shopping and learning from you in. Like they don't have that. You're an online business to an extent. And so your website is it and you really need to make it count as a place that represents your business well and kind of think of it as like your storefront. And mm-hmm. talking about high school seniors specifically, it was so fun prepping for this episode because 
I actually uh, work with high school girls in a volunteer ministry called Young Life. Oh, yeah. And, we, know, we have Young Life here, too. Yes. I'm sure you photograph a lot of Young Life kids. Yes, too. totally. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been leading Young Life for seven years now. And oh, I actually, awesome. yeah, in May, I graduated a group of high schoolers here at a local high school called Ravenwood. And um, they all like went and got all their senior pictures done and they're so gorgeous. So it was kind of, it was fun thinking back on that of like getting all their invites in the mail with all those senior pictures and seeing them share them on Instagram. But like me knowing high schoolers in that sense of leading them in young life, like high schoolers are really with the times and with technology and they know what a cool website is versus a bad one. And they pay attention to that stuff, even if they're not super aware of like, oh, I like this website because of X, Y, and Z. But like, if your website is hideous, I can see a high schooler recognizing that and clicking away. Right. Absolutely. And I completely agree with you because I mean, I have asked past seniors, um, you know, what they like and don't like. And I mean, you'd be surprised at things that they say, like font choice. And, you know, it has to catch their eye because they they will click away. I mean, just like you said, if it doesn't capture them right away, they will click away for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, okay. So one side note is I may need a couple of models from your young life group for the conference. So yeah, <laughs> if you know any girls that are interested um, for some awesome photos, let me know. Yes, I, I seriously will. There's a lot of them that would be great at that. And some of them actually do the local, like, because a lot of the senior p- photographers here do the whole model group uh-huh. thing. So I know some yeah. of them have done that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll send That'd you an email. We'll, okay. we'll work that out. Yeah, they would love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so if you had to choose one thing only, that is the most important thing for a photographer to have on their website, what would it be? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's a hard one because there's so many things. I was like, what do I say? Um, but yeah. So, okay. To, to just overview it though, I always tell people the three things that make up a great website are going to be great design, great copywriting. It's so like the words in your website and then great imagery. And mm-hmm. you really need all three. Like when you're missing one, like really hard, it like you feel it on the whole site. Um, as a designer, I've had so many times people are like telling me they really love some specific website I designed. Mm-hmm. And what they're missing is that they also are loving the photos and they're also loving the way that person wrote their copy. So it's so much more than just the design. And as a first senior photographer specifically, you know, you're going to have the images covered. And I would recommend buying a great template or hiring a great designer to do good design. And then the copy part, like the writing that is on you. And one of the most important things that I think so many people miss is that you've got to speak to the potential client that you're thinking of in your website copy and talk about what they want through the lens of what you provide. So thinking about, you know, the fact that you're a senior photographer, what does the senior guy or girl want? What does their parents want? Like talk about it through that way. And a great way to come up with what to say, because I know copywriting is such a challenge, but I love to look at testimonials and inquiries to really get a glimpse into what people say 
like for what past clients said you did for them, right? And testimonials. And then what people who want to work with you say the reason is. So that's a great place. Yeah. To talk how your clients talk. Like I've, I've learned so much through reading testimonials because you might think that your expertise is in a certain thing you're providing. But really when you read back your testimonials, people are telling you that they really love this other thing that you did. Um, So for folks who want the experiences like, like, are you, really organized and you make things hassle-free for the seniors you're photographing? Do you have a specific editing style that people really love? Do you help shy seniors feel more confident? Those kind of questions are things to like look for in your testimonials and inquiries and then tell what it's like to work with you and why you over someone else. And also on the same note of copy, it's great to split text up. So not long chunks of text and giant paragraphs. That's only okay in a blog post. Um, And no one wants to read just giant paragraph after paragraph, especially high schoolers, but really anyone, like no one has the attention span anymore on websites to like just read without breaking it up with some headings and some different paragraphs and that kind of thing. So yeah, I would say the most important thing is to really speak to what the ideal client wants and how you provide it. I love that tip about reading your um, reviews and testimonials, because I know that when I read mine, there's always a common theme to them. And it is always that the session was so much fun and that the girl felt comfortable. So you know, without even knowing that I'm, I'm doing that. And because that's a common theme, that's probably something I should highlight on my website, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause that's something they're saying that they were desiring and that you met the need of, and you can end up with like taglines and all kinds of things through looking at uh, testimonials and inquiries. And for me specifically, I know you said this at the beginning, but like the whole, my tagline for the shop is websites with personality. And that came about through testimonials and inquiries because people would reach out to me and say, your websites have so much personality, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah. like, that's th- like, that's the way you're talking about them. I never thought to say that, but now you've kind of showed me the way you think about it, you know? Right. And that, and that and is so true. I mean, I, I mean, that's exactly what drew me to you, honestly. Like for real. So that, that works. Yes. Okay. So definitely testimonials to get some taglines and, and copy for your website. Cause I definitely know people are scared of writing copy and don't know what to say. So that's a good, good tip. Um, okay. So there's a lot of photographers out there, senior photographers, including included that are making some mistakes on their website. So can you go through five things that you see photographers doing that don't work and how they can fix them? Yes. Okay. So this is fun because I really love diving into mistakes people are making so you can like see it on your own site, but then also know that there's a fix for it all, easy fixes. So this is all stuff that you could actually without overhauling your website, like go on and fix right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the first one I would say is the mistake would be focusing on quantity over quality when it comes to your images, the like the portfolio stuff you're sharing. So I think the most important thing when it comes to like the whole site and the portfolios page, but both of them is to just show the best of the best images and focus on the quality of images versus the quantity. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many people think their portfolio needs to be like every session they've ever done. Just show that like, hey, I've done a lot. I have a lot of experience. But really, what's going to be most effective for you in terms of bookings and for the viewer is just to have like maybe the top five to 10 sessions that best 
best represent your style. So you're not showing the session you did, you know, five years ago that you don't even like that much anymore. You're showing what you think is the best of the best. And your blog can be the place you house all of those older projects, but like the page where you're directing people to see, hey, this is exactly what my skills are like. Keep it small. And also know there's other ways to prove you have experience besides just the images itself. So like testimonials showing your press features, statistics, like the number of senior sessions you've done, things like that are going to be a way for you to show that you have like the massive experience, but then keep the portfolio small. So when it comes to those top five to 10 images, should you be changing them out ever so often, like every season or every year? Or how would you suggest they make sure those top five to 10 images are always fresh? Yeah. So I actually, I I don't mean top five to 10, just images alone. Mm -hmm. I mean like a whole group of sessions. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, you need more than five to 10 images total. Um, But like, like maybe let's say your portfolio page, you're sorting them by session. So like okay. someone clicks in to see this senior session, maybe that session you're showing the top 20 to 30 images or even less than that. But yeah, I would say change them out. Um, maybe, maybe every season for a senior photographer. Mm-hmm. And okay. then it's always good to blog when you have a new session uh, because I know seniors would love to see them on someone's blog. And then also it's good to like a way to update your website consistently and show new work, even if that work doesn't make it on the portfolio page. Right. Okay, perfect. Okay, so mistake number two. Yeah, so mistake number two would be writing in an overly formal style. So this goes back to the website copy thing. And for this market of senior photographers, I think the most engaging copy on your sales page, your website, Instagram, anywhere is going to be a casual tone. So that doesn't mean that's full of typos or grammar errors or anything like that. But it does Mm -hmm. mean that you should write like you talk instead of thinking you have to write in some super professional way because you're writing for a website. So show your personality, be funny, be engaging, not stiff. And I think a huge thing that helps to do this is to like, you're sitting there trying to type your website copy instead of just writing, maybe try recording yourself speaking it, like what you want to say and then play that back and type it and kind of edit it up some but that that's really helpful just to have a more casual tone. I actually have an example of this from my yeah. website. So on my about page, I have like a little two sentence thing, three cents really that starts with, and I could have said, this is not what I say, this would be the stiff version, but I could say, I am a strategic website designer. I live in Nashville, Tennessee with my husband, Adam. I often am eating pizza, going out for a picnic or relaxing with a good book. And that's just not like super engaging, but that's me not using, um, it's always I am versus I'm and then keeping it Mm -hmm. real formal. But instead I get casual and I write how I actually talk. And I said, if it's about strategic design, then I'm your girl. I live in Nashville with my hubby, Adam, where you can find me eating pizza, throwing a picnic party or chillaxing with a good book. So it just sounds more natural, you know? Right, yeah. And when you're speaking to seniors, you know, they are, they're young and they're, you know, hip and they're all these things that you need to be speaking on their level and speaking to them. I mean, I don't really know a lot of seniors who are using super formal language when they speak to each other or even, you know, adults. Yes, exactly. And I think this is like a thing that works for most businesses. So like right. you consider that it's like, it especially is going to work when you're talking to seniors, you know, because mm-hmm. I, like, I do this style of writing, I'm talking to people of all 
all ages who are professionals and business owners. So it works for everyone. Well, yeah, because even the most professional person is probably not professional 24 hours a day. I mean, they still have their own unique, you know, personality and the way they talk, you know, in a regular setting, as opposed to, I mean, you're not like always buttoned up at your corporate office speaking, you know, in corporate. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Mistake number three. Yeah. So mistake number three, this is a little bit of a complicated one, but having too many service options. So when I say service options, I'm talking about the types of photography you're offering. And when we're talking about the photography industry. So when people first start out, I actually think it's good to explore and see what you like and what you're best at, but then you need to niche down some. So like, let's say you're doing birth photography, family photography, weddings, brand and business, lifestyle, and senior photography, your website's going to feel crowded and unclear because it's difficult to speak well to all those different groups of people at once. Because then when people are talking about like, hey, who's your ideal client and things like that, it's like, well, it's actually like people in every stage of life with every possible need that relates to photography. And I get it that when you first start out, uh, you might need to test the waters and see what type of photography you prefer. I actually think that's smart to kind of see like, do I like seniors? Do I like weddings? Do I like birth photography? Like see what you like, but then settle into like one to two types of photography that you're specializing in, maybe three max. And that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, photograph a wedding that your friend asked you to do, but it means that you're not advertising that really hard from your website. And whenever you do this, you're going to make your life easier and you'll likely be able to market your business with more ease too, because your systems and processes are going to be easier. You can have just one to two things that you're leading your clients through as a process. Makes your marketing easier because you have just one audience that you're speaking to and you can speak more clearly and you can explain what you do easier because it's like when you, instead of just having to say, I do, I'm a photographer, I do everything. You can say, I'm a senior photographer right? and you won't be confused as a jack of all trades because when we get into that world where you do everything, it can make people unfortunately ask like, oh, she does every kind of photography. Which one is she actually good at? Which one does she actually love? Mm-hmm. Uh, and those types of questions. And for me, when I first started my business, I actually did marketing, social media management, print design, brands, websites, billboards. Like I did everything that was related to design. And it left me with a brand that lacked clarity and I couldn't create good systems or like Mm -hmm. pricing structure or anything because I was just like anything people need to design for, I took on. And when I refined my business to be, I do brands and websites. Like I basically, I have one package and then I have the template shop and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. allows me to have so much more clarity and more ease on the back end of my business. So yeah, I would say that's really important. Probably no more than three service types. And if you could do one, that's even better. Like what you do, Leslie, with yours, just being that you're a senior photographer, it makes it so much easier to talk to your ideal client. Well, yeah. And I mean, that is a great point because a lot of photographers, while they may want to specialize in seniors, they may still have to take on families or they may still do, you know, weddings or whatnot. But the point is, is if you want to specialize, you can make your website all about that and still take on these other clients, right? Yes. And then my other question is, is if you had 
more than one service. Um, let's say you specialize in seniors and weddings because those two things kind of go hand in hand because eventually a senior will get married. So that can be a good combo kind of business. Would you suggest just having separate spaces on your website for each of those things? Yeah, I think a great way to do that would be on your homepage to keep mm-hmm. the messaging somewhat as best you can speaking to both of them and kind of making your homepage like a directory. You know, we have a little section about you. We maybe have your press features, some testimonials, a preview of a gallery, but then you have a section where you're directing people. Are you a bride? Are you a high school senior? And then mm-hmm. when you out to either of those pages, it gets really specific. So it's like this page is only speaking to high school seniors and their parents. This page is only speaking to brides and grooms and get really niche on those pages. And then when you do it that way, like if you have someone inquire about senior photography, instead of sending them to your homepage, you can send them the senior photography page to kind of cut that out a little bit. Yeah, I agree that those are a good combo. But when you're doing like Uh, like all the kinds of photography and marketing all of them that's when it's really hard yeah it's super hard to market um you know all of those different genres I mean you're just constantly back and forth between the different ones so it's definitely um like you said a lot easier and more streamlined if you can have a specific niche or maybe two I mean that way at least your focus is not spread across five different things it's on one or two yeah exactly Okay, then let's go to mistake number four. Oh, actually, you know what? We were going to talk about pricing on your website as part of too many services. Should you or should you not have pricing on your website? Yeah, so that question is such a good one. And there's so many nuances that relate to how I would answer that. Um, But actually, I told you this already, but I have a podcast episode on my podcast that's literally 40 minutes of me talking about this. Like if you should put it publicly or if you should make people reach out and request your pricing or if you should you know do starting at ending at an average price all of those kinds of things and that's episode 13 of my podcast which is called the breakthrough brand podcast so if you search for that after listening to this episode and just find episode 13 it's literally it's literally titled should i put prices for my services on my website <laughs> so we don't really dive yes. into that well That's a big, big topic. So I'm glad that you have an entire episode dedicated to that. So you guys will definitely have to check that out because I know Elizabeth will give you lots of information on that. Okay, so back to our mistakes. So tell us about mistake number four. Yeah, so mistake number four is not linking to your social media accounts from your website. So I think this is important for any type of business, but especially when you're talking about high school seniors, because they're really into social media and basically anyone is going to want to explore your offerings from their world sometimes. So I think it's important for us to just look at like, how do you use the internet to get a glimpse into like what works and what doesn't. And I know for me, oftentimes when I'm exploring someone's website, at some point on the site, I often want to go to their Instagram and see what they're like over there. And just kind of like, you know, check out like I see what you're like on your website. Now I want to see what you're like on Instagram. I'm sure you can relate Leslie to doing that too, because I know you're yeah. 
you're into Instagram as well. And this is so true of high school seniors too. And I know this from like leading my young life girls, like they are crazy about Instagram. And I think if you do Instagram really well, it's actually likely that a lot of your referrals, possibly even the majority of them will come from Instagram because guys and girls share their senior pictures. They tag you and then all of a sudden their friends or people that aren't their friends even want to book with you. So I think Instagram is really important for the high schooler and then Facebook is really important for the parent. So you want to on social media do well on both and maybe even consider sharing different things on each. Like you can pretty easily know that like Instagram, you're targeting the younger group uh, and then Facebook, you're targeting an older group. And yeah, so in most cases, you can just kind of talk to each there. But then back to the website, you want to link to your social media, use the little icon and just let people click. They know the icon, click to Instagram, click to Facebook. And I recommend putting those links either in the footer of your website that's going to stay consistently through the whole site mm-hmm. or in your navigation bar that'll stay consistently through that. And then also always on your contact page, that's a great place to link to it as well. Oh, good, good tip. Yeah, I definitely think that, um, I mean, social media is huge with high school seniors. I mean, it's huge with anybody, but definitely high school seniors. And I don't know, part of me almost thinks that the website um, is for parents to make sure you're legit and you have a business and that's not to say seniors won't go to the website because they will but then the the instagram or other forms of social media is where the seniors are constantly active so you definitely got to have both for sure yeah oh i totally agree with that that they're more likely to want to like see what your offering is on social media and then the parents are going to be like hey let's see if that person actually has their stuff ready and to go for us so yeah i agree yeah Okay, so now mistake number five. Yeah, so the last mistake, not saying quickly and clearly what location you serve. So this is important for a lot of reasons. One being for SEO, search engine optimization, so that so that people can find you on you know Google or wherever it is they're searching, and also just for clarity. So when you're a local business, people need to land on your site and know where you do photography. So just like with a restaurant or store, when we go to the site, we don't want to have to like hunt through the whole site to figure out, is this in my city? You want to be able to just know like, oh, for me, I'm like, oh, this is in Nashville. Like I know I'm in the right location, the right thing for this. And so I would say your location needs to be on your homepage. And I would also recommend putting your location either in your top navigation or in the footer of the whole site. So that that way, no matter where the person lands on your website, uh, they'll know where you're located. So don't just put it in meshed into some random paragraph where they're not going to be able to like see it clearly. You want to kind of pull it out. Um, so like as an example, Leslie, for you, yours could say photographing high school seniors in Greenville, South Carolina and the surrounding areas. And then if you're, you have a specific niche like that, but then you're also available for travel, you can add on to that available for bookings worldwide and or something to that extent. But whatever you do, you want to say where you do the photography. And on that same note, you want to make sure you're doing great SEO on your site to rank for local related searches. So Leslie, for you, if you'd want to rank for Greenville, South Carolina, senior photographer, Uh and the way to rank is to use that keyword on your site and on your blog. So just in your writing, but then also you want to put your location either on the page title or the meta description for each page. Um, So in your, in show it, for example, and you're, Uh 
editing that specific page, I'd recommend your page title for the homepage being your business name, divider, senior photography in whatever location you're in. So that way, like when, when people do the search results and they see that they're going to see the location, they're going to see senior photography. And then mm-hmm. they're like, okay, that person is like the thing I'm looking for. And then you also want to use the keyword senior photography or senior photographer, and then your location in the meta description. So mm-hmm. That's going to help you a ton, especially thinking about parents. They're most likely to ask friends, but then also be Googling to find out who to hire. Um, and you just really want to be clear fast of who, who, where you are in the world for your photography. I mean, I have to say amen to that because I can't tell you how many times I look at websites, maybe, I mean, not, not necessarily photographers always, but that I'm like, where's this person? Like, I don't even know. And then you go to the contact and you still can't find where they're from or where they're located or whatever. So that is, that is, I mean, I hate to say it, but a pet peeve of mine when I don't know where the person is. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And I even think like if your location doesn't matter for your business, like for me, it does not matter that I'm in Nashville. Like I work with people literally all over the world, but I still have it in my fo- in the footer of my website, this cute little state of Tennessee with a heart over Nashville. And it says mm-hmm. designing brands and websites from Nashville, Tennessee. So it's exactly. like, I just, just so people know, because people are curious of like where you are. And it when you're a local business, though, it's like not only are they curious, but it's like actually necessary. So, right. Well, and it can honestly connect you to someone. I mean, like, mm-hmm. honestly, let's say somebody from Cal that lives in California was looking for a web designer and they came across you and they saw that you are in Nashville. Maybe they're originally from Nashville and maybe that's the one thing that will connect you to that'll make them hire you. You never know. That's such a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I think, I mean, maybe somebody likes the fact that I'm Southern. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like that's just another sort of little thing that you might could be the difference between you and somebody else. Yes. Okay. It's so funny you say that because I've worked with tons of people in the UK, which is so Uh random, but I've worked with a lot of people there and they love Nashville because the show Nashville is super popular there. And so they're always like, tell me about Nashville. Like, that's so cool that you live there. And I'm like, I think it's cool that you live in London. Not that cool that I live in Nashville, but yeah, it's a good connector for sure. It really is. It really is. Now you're going to make me want to put um, the the state of South Carolina with a heart on it because I love the shape of South Carolina because it's kind of like a heart. You know what I mean? I'm going to have to add that. (laughs) We can do that when we work on your site together for the policy. There you go. Perfect. Okay. So speaking of amazing templates, um, you sell amazing templates. I currently am working on revamping my website using one of your amazing templates. Um, So what would you tell photographers out there who are needing a new site but are scared to make that investment or scared they won't know how to use it if they choose a template? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, changing up your site can be really intimidating when you don't feel like you're comfortable doing design type stuff. And I would say it's important to always note that your website's design can hugely be affecting how much you can charge, how how often people are wanting to book with you and so many other things. So do not ignore your site. Don't let it just sit there and get dusty and not be updated. And you deserve to have an online home for your business. Like we said earlier, like your website is your actual business's online home. 
and you deserve to have a good one, not one that you're that you're hoping your potential leads don't ever see. So if you're scared to make the investment for a template or custom design, I would just say that most of the time it's going to be worth it, worth the investment by giving you a return on the investment in terms of how many bookings you're getting and those kinds of things. And if you're scared, you can't figure it out. I would say always do your research on the template company you use and or the designer you use and what platform the they build on to know if mm-hmm. you'll be able to use it. So, so often we can just feel like, oh, that design's pretty or, oh, I like that person's work. But then we're not asking about the back end of things. Like, will you actually be able to update the site yourself? Do right. you like the platform they're using and that kind of thing? Because I, I realized I always figure people knew this, but I, I'm just in the website design world. So it makes sense that I knew this, but a lot of people don't. But like, all the different different website companies like you know there's show it wix squarespace wordpress so many others whenever you get a site designed on one of those it lives on that site so you can't just switch it to another platform it's like you have to work with it on show it or wix or uh-huh. wherever it was it was bought or designed so you want to really make sure you like the platform that you're working with uh, right. yeah i just think it's it's worth it to like get a website, get a website you love. So, well, okay. So that brings up two points um, that I want to touch on real quick is mm-hmm. first of all, is there some sort of standard time frame that a website lasts? In other words, you know, how often are, should you be updating? Can a website last you five years, 10 years, or, you know, with the senior market is two years about mm-hmm. all you can expect. Is there a time frame? Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, you should always be updating it, like in terms of publishing new content, changing out things on your site, that kind of thing, literally just for SEO purposes at the very smallest reason, Mm -hmm. because it's hard for a website to rank that hasn't been updated in a long time because Google is going to see your site is dead. Like there's no new content. Like, is anyone even using it? They don't know. So it's not going to rank well. So like blogging, podcasting, updating your portfolio, all of those kinds of things are going to help with SEO. And as far as when to redesign it, just like anything, we can outgrow our website's design. And I think a key indicator to know when it might be time to update it is when you feel like it's not up to par with what your skill level is now. So if you feel like it doesn't represent what you what you can do like for example i have a client who's a photographer right now um that i'm doing a custom site for and her reason for hiring me was that her old site like just the look of it did not match up clientele she's used to working with now and it wasn't attracting them and she actually felt like her website was detracting them from wanting to book her because it didn't feel like it was like at the level of her work so right So it's time for her to overhaul. And some things to consider for overhauling all the way would be, that might be a reason you need to, would be if your website doesn't match who you want to attract or your skill level. If you don't know how to update your site yourself, like if you got some pretty site designed that you haven't touched it in five years because you can't work it yourself, then I would say it's time to get a new site if your services have changed a ton, like maybe you were a wedding photographer, but now you're more of a senior photographer, you need it to match that vibe. And then kind of what you were saying too, of like what timeline, I would say that it's been a long time. Um, you need to update it. And in most cases, 
every two to four years, I would say would be a good time to overhaul your site or at least do like a good review of it. Um, Just because design standards change and your own skills and style are going to change. Two years for some people might seem like too much, but I would say too, when you're early on in your business, like one year can feel like five years and the amount of Mm -hmm. changes your business goes through. So that would be even more often like looking at and updating all that. Well, I mean, the reason that prompted me to change my website and the reason I found you is because of this is because I actually had a design, like a a custom designed website, um, Mm -hmm. probably four or five years ago. And at first it was great. It looked really pretty, but the problem is, is I have no idea how to change it. Um, certain things kind of stopped working and the girl that designed it is actually no longer doing custom design. So I can't contact her and say, Hey, can you help me? Or can I hire you to do this? So I thought, okay, um, I've got to figure out a way to redo my website that's also pretty, (laughs) Um, but that I can actually, you know, change when I need to, because I am in senior photography. And I feel like with teens, you know, it is a little bit more of definitely keeping up with the trends and the things that they're interested in. So I feel like, you know, that forces you a little bit more to um, have a, a fresh website. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just important too to like, for you to have control over that aspect of your business and it for it for it not to feel like something where it's like every time you need to change something, you have to go pay someone a lot of money to fix it for you. Right. You want to be able to, to handle that yourself. And I actually early on designed um, just on WordPress. And that was what mm-hmm. I ran into is my clients couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, and, ah, I hate that you can't figure it out. Yep. So that's why I switched to show it because I'm like, all of y'all can figure it out. I can do better sites on show it. So yeah. Yeah, that's exactly mine is on WordPress right yeah. now. So and I don't know how to use it enough. I mean, I know how to go into WordPress and I know how to do a blog post and things like that. But as far as the major chunk of the design. I have no idea. It's like foreign language to me. (laughs) Yeah, because it's a lot of code probably too with your old site. Yeah, which is just hard to work with if you're not in the game. So on that note, um, what would you say would be the reason someone would choose you know, a template versus custom design? Because if you, you know, I, I do know that obviously template, you might can change around a little bit more, but there, there are other reasons to go with a custom design website as well. So what would be the, the reasons for one versus the other? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. And there's so many factors that go into that. And you're actually a great example of this. I think some people think that templates are only for new people maybe, but it's mm-hmm. like, you're telling me you had a like completely custom yeah. site and now you switch to a template. So it's like, right. it doesn't actually have to be based on how many years you've been in business or anything like Mm -hmm. that. So I would say no matter what stage you're in in business, either can work for you. And I've had people literally all years in business buy my templates and love it. Um, And a template, things to consider like a template is going to be a lower cost investment than custom Mm -hmm. design. But with a template, you're also going to do the DIY work of it. And you'll really learn whatever program the template was built in. So like if you buy Show It template, by the time you're done customizing it, you're going to feel good about using Show It. And sometimes with custom design, like the person who hires you, you know, they're 
the person you hire, I mean, <laughs> you're paying them to do everything for you, which is awesome and it will save you time. Um, so mm-hmm. that's one huge thing. It'll be completely custom and unique to you. Um, and then you, you'll you learn the program after, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And for me, I always recommend if you're brand new to your business and have not been a photographer previously, like you're just starting out as a photographer, I would recommend a template over custom design. Mm-hmm. Just because your business is going to change and evolve so much right. over those first couple of years. Yeah. And if you, if you do a custom site first and you keep doing more custom sites, it's like, you're going to be just spending tons of money, constantly getting a new website. Mm-hmm. And I also, for me personally, I love to do things myself before I pay someone else to do it so yeah. that I understand like what goes into this. Doing a template will help you get to know your business better too, as an, as a newer business owner. Um, but yeah, I would say no matter what point you're in, a template can be a great choice. And if you've been in business longer, then custom design would be really good as well. Well, you know, it's funny is actually when I first started photography, I used a very simple template. I can't remember Mm -hmm. where I got it from. And then I went to two different Uh, custom designer. So I had a template, a custom design, then a new custom design. And now I'm coming full circle and coming back to the template world. Um, And I think honestly, templates have just grown so much since I first started as well. So there's just a lot more available. They're a lot more detailed. Um, But I also wanted to point out, and I don't know if you do this, but there are a lot of templates that you can purchase. And then can't you hire someone to do the template for you if for some reason that's the way you want to go? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, you can definitely do that. A lot of people offer like within the design business customization of the template as a service. Mm-hmm. I've actually had people buy my templates and pay someone else to customize them. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because at least at this point, I'm not offering that as like a full service necessarily, but I guess I could. But uh, but then like there's a lot of people like myself who offer what you and I are doing, Leslie, of like a session after Leslie right. customizes it. We're going to work together and go through the whole site and do SEO and answer questions and like basically have a whole nother set of eyes on it to make sure it all works properly. So that's another thing. I think it's just so valuable. I mean, like, I just can't tell you how excited I am for that because I mean, just like you said, just for another set of eyes on it, because there are things you will recognize that I won't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really helpful. And I love doing those because it's fun for me to like, be like, wow, look at all this cool stuff they did on their site. And then for me to get to go in and kind of make it even more unique. Cause that's another thing, like what you said a minute ago, that templates have really evolved to not be boring. Like I, when I started right. website design, I was like, oh, templates are the worst. Like I don't like <laughs> templates. They're so boring. And then I was like, I want to make fun templates. But then there are also other people making fun templates. Like they've just changed a ton and they're less cookie cutter, which is just right. Awesome. Yes, exactly. Well, this has been so, so informative. I mean, we could keep talking for hours, I think. But I want everybody, before we get off, to know where they can get your awesome templates or your custom design, how they can follow you and where they can listen to your um, podcast. And I also think you're going to do a coupon code, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much for having me, first of all. This has been Oh, my gosh. I really do love talking with you. So um, yeah. Okay. So my site, Hub for Everything in My Business, Business is elizabethmccravey.com. And there you can find my templates, custom design stuff, tons of blog posts. I've had blogs, hundred 
blogs, something like that on my site with lots of good business advice stuff. And I also love Instagram. I'm at Elizabeth McCravey there. So that's a great place to connect with me. And for you guys, Leslie and I have come up with a really great offer for you where you can get $50 off any of the templates in my shop using the code seniorology. So spelled like the podcast is, and you just put that code in and check out and it'll work for any of the current templates. Or if you're listening to this way into the future, it'll work in the future <laughs> ones too. Um, so yeah, you can shop those at elizabethmccravey.com slash shop, and then just use that code at checkout and you'll get, you'll get $50 off the payment plan or if you pay in full either way. So, and like I said, those are, those are great for photographers and they're on Show It, which if you're not familiar with Show It, it's a really good platform for photographers specifically. Yeah. And like I said, I'm doing one of the templates right now. It's called what the Maggie template. Is that the one I have? Yeah. And y'all it's so cute. And I have to say that show it is so easy to use. I actually was telling Elizabeth before we started the interview that a long time ago, I tried show it and, and, you know, while I figured it out, it was not as easy, but they've revamped it. It is super easy. Drag and drop. Elizabeth's um, templates have everything you could possibly ha- need on a website. Like they're amazing. So y'all definitely go check that out. Um, and Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on this episode of the podcast. I learned so much from you and um, I um, really appreciate you being here. Yes, Thank you so much for having me. It's been a ton of fun. All right. Well, we will sign off for now. And until next time for the Seniorology Podcast, I will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Seniorology Podcast. 